So you've finally figured out a way to create time blocks for yourself. You're doing it. You're actually doing it. You know when you're going to sit down and do your work. Like you have a block of time. No judgment on how much time that is. I don't care if it's 30 minutes, an hour, four hours. Maybe you even get a six hour block one day because like (laughs) rainbows and unicorns are flying. But guess what? You're doing the thing. You have designated time to sit down and work on your business. Your work from home mom. This is crazy, right? Like not a million things are coming and going on your plate at all times because you've been hanging around in the podcast for a while and you have figured out how to create time blocks better yet. You're probably inside of the academy and you are doing the thing and you're doing awesome and you are consistently sitting down to a chunk of time to focus on your work and then and then you're like dun 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 How do I get into the zone in this little pocket of time to make the most of this time? That is precisely what we're going to be talking about today. So what do you say? Let's dive in. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships, bang in organization and time management strategies, and a rock solid plan for our personal well being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the Hot Mess Express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. Well, here we are. This is episode 80. Can I just say we're 20 episodes away from the 100th episode? And I'm pretty sure by then we're going to be at 50,000 downloads, which holy moly, I think actually well before that we're going to, well, yes, of course, we're going to be well before that. Um, So 100 podcast episodes is uh, not that far away. If I could do some quick math, which I can't, uh, we would know exactly how far away that's going to be. Uh, I'll save that for a later date, but definitely like super soon in the next couple episodes, we are going to be at 50,000 downloads. And I just want to say that that is like crazy town. I have some big goals for the podcast and Um, I'm really going to be working hard over the next six months, five months, six months, (laughs) make up your mind, sis. Uh, Let's just say six months. Uh, It's to really make this podcast what you and your friends and your other work from home mom friends and even working moms, you know, this, this podcast, I really want this to be a resource for women. I want this to become the podcast episode that you want your other moms that are raising children and trying to pour into every single area of their life to listen to. It has been over a year now and I am beside myself at how much fun this is at 
the gratitude and the transformation that not only you have had, but that I have had. And so I am just sitting here looking at my notes from behind uh, the little recording bars on the podcast. I'm actually tucked in my bed right now because Blaine is on shift and it's nice and cozy and warm. And I just see episode 80, the top five must try hacks to get more done during your work block. And then all my notes. And I'm just like, episode 80. Holy smokes. Let's talk about this. Let's do this. Um, but before we do, if you have listened to three or more episodes and you have not left me a review, please go do that. Press pause right now. All you have to do is subscribe to this show and then go down and leave me a review. Your reviews make it possible for other women to be able to find this podcast to find this show. And so many of you have literally told me out of desperation, I searched into the podcast app and I found you. And that's because the more people that listen, the more they push my podcast based on SEO, based on a lot of things I have to do on the back end, but all of that depends on you on the front end. And so your reviews, not only do they help other women listen to it, but I literally read every single one of them. I read them to my family. Like I, I love knowing what you think about the podcast. I love knowing how it's making a difference in your life and what it means to you. I love it. I love every, every single word that you write, I read. So please, if you haven't left me a review yet, I would love, love, love to hear your kind words about this show. Okay. Now, we're going to talk about my five hacks to be able to get more done during your work block in today's episode. So uh, get out a piece of paper. Uh, Per usual, I'm going to have you write a few things down and actually I'm going to have you write five things down because this is just a straightforward, here's your five tips. I want this to just be uh, something that you can actually walk away from and start doing today. So very briefly, what I want to say is this is something that I see as like the next phase and the next step for those of you that are already time blocking and really have your motherhood under control. So if you have a work block and you are managing to get time to work on your business, but you haven't figured out how to manage your home yet. Like your kids are coming in and out. You don't have systems. Your house is a mess and you're feeling pulled in that direction or your kids are physically or emotionally pulling you in their direction. This is going to be like the phase two. You're going to want to go into this and these hacks after you've gotten those squared away. And if you need more help on that and need more resources for that, feel free to drop that inside of the Facebook group or shoot me a DM on Instagram. And I'm happy to answer those questions. For those of you that feel like you're in a pretty good place and you want to try really getting into the zone in your work block, even if you have 30 minutes, even if you have an hour or two hours, wherever you're sitting at with your work block, I really want you to take diligent copious notes here because this can really make a huge difference in how much time you need every single week if you're doing these things. Because what happens is you get into these work blocks 
and you end up scrolling or you end up wasting your time on meaningless tasks that aren't moving the needle forward. They're not creating revenue for you. They're not creating growth for you. They're not helping you complete projects to even be able to start your business. Like none of those things are happening, even though you finally feel like you have the time to do it. Or maybe you do kind of feel like you are in a good place, but you just want to dial that in a notch further. These are going to be awesome for you too. So here's number one. Here is the first thing that you need to do. You hear me say this all the time. Please hang with me through all of this. I know that you've heard me talk about this before, but it's because it is absolutely the tickets to success. You need to have a workflow. You have to have a workflow. If you are showing up to your work block flying by the seat of your pants, it's not going to work. It's just not. If you don't have a workflow, you can operate off of a prioritized brain dump list temporarily while you're getting your workflow in order, while you're finding the right platform. I teach um, to use MindMeister, but uh, Asana or Trello, Monday.com, couple of those other uh, task management software programs inside the academy I teach through the software that I actually use, which is Meister Tasks, meistertask.com. And you could use whatever you want. You could also use a spreadsheet if you felt like it. Uh, It's not as effective or efficient. Let me say it's not as efficient. It can still be effective in in the greater sense of it, but not down to the minutia. Um, so you have to have a workflow. You need to know what you're doing in every in, inside of every single work block for the entire week. And maybe even for the entire month, depending on how your business is structured and how your time is structured. But let's just keep this simple and say for one week at a time, you need to know exactly what you're doing and on what day you're going to be doing it. That is the number one way. If you don't do any of these except for one of the five, let it be this one. You need to know what you're doing and what day you're doing it on. So if you have a two-hour time block on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you have four hours, and then Friday, you have an hour, you need to know what are you doing in those two hours, two hours, two hours, four hours, one hour. What are you doing? What tasks are you going to tackle? And you need to know when you sit down to that first work block of two hours that you have two hours of work lined up and you're going to work really hard to get it done in an hour and 45 minutes. Like we're talking about being work from home moms here. We don't have time to play. (laughs) Like we should be playing with our kids. We should be playing with other things. Like this is serious. Like We have a lot of things that are really, really important and we don't have time to just sit around and mess around on social media platforms. That's not what we're doing. You need to start taking the work that you're doing very, very seriously. I don't care if it's a passion project. Your passions are important, right? So the first thing that you need to do is you need to know what you're doing in your, in your work block. Okay. Second thing, two out of five, number two, is I want you to create a sensory routine. This one's really, really fun. I had a really fun time with the girls inside of the academy, the first uh, group that that came into the academy, and we, we did eight weeks of straight up like group coaching with each other. It was just, just us. 
It was really fun. I had them all create their sensory, sensory routines. And it's one of the best ways. It really is the way that I trigger my brain when I sit down to my work block to start getting into my creative space and my focus space quicker. So they say on average, it takes about 30 minutes to get into a creative zone. If you only have an hour to work, which is what I was working with for a long time. And that's why I started doing this. I had like an hour to two hours and knowing that it was going to take me about 30 minutes to really get into the zone was frustrating to me. I wanted to be more efficient than that. So I created this sensory routine and it's, this is like been around since like the beginning of time, right? Like Marie Kondo teaches a lot about your nighttime routine, about having something that's so repetitive and that, that, um, triggers what you want to have happened, happen in that specific block of time, even at nighttime to be able to cue sleep. It's very important. We should be doing these sensory triggers when we move into almost every time block. P.S. You could just make that a side note. You can create these triggers and it's a routine is what it is. I call it a sensory routine, but it's a trigger of all five of your senses is what you want to try to make happen here. So for me, I don't, let me say this differently. I trigger all five of my senses in the same way, give or take. I would say that I have like one or two, sometimes three different triggers for each of my five senses. And I gets to create like a different recipe of all of those different items. So let's look at an example of this to make it super tangible for you. My, what I feel and what I see in my sensory routine before I sit down to work is I work in the exact same spot. I go to my desk in my little nook inside my master bedroom. So I'm feeling all of the same things and I'm looking at all the same things. I make sure every single day that my master suite is extremely well kept because if not, I can't work. And this is my workspace. So wherever your workspace is going to be, it needs to look ideal to you. There can't be anything in that space that's going to keep you from your focus on your work. So like when I have a pile of clothes or if my bed's unmade, my bed being unmade is like the biggest thing, a messy nightstand or clutter on my work desk Those types of things make me want to not work. They make me want to tidy up instead. So that is, that's what I see and what I feel right now. The other, the other things I like to mix in there from time to time, sometimes I break that up and I love, I love, love, love to sit in one of our like reclining bucket seats on our couches with my feet propped up and I have the same blanket that I get every single time. And I've created a little sensory routine trigger in a different space because sometimes I need to break that up. Sometimes I need to come out of the monotony of this desk. It's not ergonomically set up for me. And so if I have had a lot of work blocks back to back to back to back for longer periods of time, when I'm working on a big project, I have to relieve myself of that and go sit somewhere that is a bit more comfortable for me. So what I'm trying to say is, is that this does not have to be super strict under 
one condition I say that. I do want you to create one solid sensory routine to start, okay? And then you can play with it from there. So just start with your five senses, write down on a piece of paper. I'm creating my sensory routines to trigger my creative outlet to help me focus when I sit down to my work block. What am I going to do to trigger my senses in my sight, what I'm touching, and then what I'm smelling? I love to diffuse a focus blend of oils. Um, What I'm tasting, I always get the same water. Sometimes I will have a kombucha and the same bar. That is another huge sensory trigger for me. It's to to spark my focus and creativity. And then um, there's one other one. Oh, was it taste? (laughs) Did I already do that? I totally did. It's sound. So I listen. I have two playlists. So that's the other thing is I want you to find a playlist. My two favorite playlists, one of them is called Caffeine Country. And it's like super upbeat, fun country music, which I love. And the other one is called Inspired Chill. And it's like coffee shop music, but it's uh, 100% all like uh, praise and worship music, but it's like coffee shop style. It is absolutely epic. So depending on what mood I'm in, I will do either of those playlists or I do complete silence. So if you have uh, ever seen me on Instagram, I typically show you me filling, show you how I go over and fill up my water bottle. I use the exact same, um, just completely clear mason jar with a stainless steel straw. I don't count, but I probably could count. I think I have like six or seven ice cubes in it because I know the exact temperature that I want my water. And I'm not like, okay, clearly I like systems and I like routine, but I'm not like obsessive about it. I just know that whenever I do this, my mind is able to get super laser focused. And I sit down to my work block. I open up my workflow. It tells me what day it is, what work I'm supposed to be doing. I clock in, the clock starts rolling. I start doing my work and then I leave. Like it's absolutely incredible. So here's the other thing. Uh, This is tip number three, that where are you positioning your work block? So this is a, this is a, a tip that you can use, but you're going to have to play with it for a while. I can't tell you exactly where yours needs to be, but I want you to really look at where your work block is sitting. And some of us don't have any control over that, especially when we have younger kids at home. And I, I might even just say like in general moms, we typically, we just do have a lot on our plate. And so sometimes it's hard for us to be like, oh yeah, I want my work block to be at this time and everyone else can just go on hold. And I don't care if you need me, I'm going to work when I want to work. That's not what I mean to say, but look at what options you have and get creative there. There has, has been a lot of moms that I've coached and I have always said down to my last breath, you need to go to bed early and you should not be working after your kids go to bed. Yet here I sit recording a podcast after my kids go to bed. I'm in an interesting season with Bailey May where she's not napping anymore. I chose to uh, nix those um, <laughs> for one reason and one reason only that it was getting incredibly hard for me to maintain uh, my composure when putting her down for a nap and I was turning into a mom that I did not want to be. I said some hurtful things to her 
too many times in a row because I was insanely frustrated. And I just thought this is not better for her well-being than sleeping 12 hours at night when she was napping. She was sleeping two to three hours during the day and then 10 to nine hours at night. And I'm like, you're just going to get 12 hours at night and I'm done. <laughs> like we're not doing this anymore. So now what that looks like is I have zero time during the day when Bailey May is not sleeping. Like she's always awake during the day now. And to me, that is a creative block. I do have time to work on my business for sure. I still have work blocks. Some days she goes to preschool. And so I make sure that my work block is there. But there are times when I will have several, several days lined up in a row where it just, when I look at the Google calendar and I look at what my life looks like, putting my work block in, in the middle of the day is not fair to her. It's not fair to me. It's not fair to the people that I'm doing my work for, for you that are listening and reading and consuming of my products. Like it's just not ideal. And so for me to be able to produce, there's been a few times that I've stayed up late and I've worked and I've worked and I've worked and I've worked and it's a slippery slope. I never recommend it at all, but I know that this is a very short season and I don't do it every single night. But that was a very conscious decision that I made knowing that I can get into my work block as soon as she goes to sleep a million times faster and more effectively than I can fiddle farting around with that while I'm constantly worried about, is she going to need me? What does she want? Because that's the dynamic of my relationship with her right now and the age that she's in and just a whole lot of other things. And so you're going to have those variables in your life, but it's absolutely so important that you create your heaviest work block around when you have settled everything and everyone else. And when you feel the most at peace, and if you don't have any time in your life right now where you have enough peace to sit down and work, I want you to press pause and I want you to go fix that part first. I need you to find areas in your life where you can carve out time that are peaceful so that you can serve this calling that you feel on your heart doesn't matter what it is. I don't care if it's a craft project. I don't care if it's a budding business. I don't care if it is work that you've wanted to do for 30 years and you're just now getting into it. Like, I don't care what it is. It's important and it's meaningful. And I want you to be able to give your best self to that whenever you sit down to do it. Okay. Number four, (laughs) this is a fun one. Use airplane mode and do not disturb on your phone. When you sit down to your work block, you have got to put your phone on airplane mode and you have to put your laptop on do not disturb. Because for me, I was like, oh, I put my phone on lap on airplane mode and then my laptop, I would get text messages for my friends. And then I just end up like text messaging through my MacBook the entire time to all my, like all my friends that have iPhones. So it's like, it was fun for sure, but I was not getting any work done. Uh, so that is a, that's a huge part of it, right? Make sure that you're utilizing airplane mode. And if you are in a position like for me, sometimes I feel really conflicted with that because I, my kids are out of my care and I need to be able to get phone calls. So there's certain settings in your phone that you can set up to where you can still receive phone calls from your favorites 
And so you can establish like your kid's school in your favorites. There's also a setting that you can put it on to where if your phone is on do not disturb that if anyone calls two times in a row that it will it will break that and then you the the actual phone call will go through. So the only time that I actually use airplane mode on my phone is when I know that my kids that Blaine is accessible accessible to people um and they could get a hold of him if they couldn't get a hold of me. So my point is is do not be distracted by incoming phone calls, text messages, and alerts from Facebook and social media and Instagram and all the things, whatever social media you're on. Okay. Super, super important. Let people know, just like you would, if you were going to a job, let people know, I'm not going to be able to answer my phone from this time to this time. And I tell Blaine that even still like, Hey, I'm going on airplane mode. You won't be able to get a hold of me. So Bailey Mays at Grammys, make sure you answer the phone if someone calls. And that's just a communication piece that we have to use. If he's at work, I will do the same thing. Sometimes when he's on shift and I really need to get a project done and I know myself well enough, that I'm going to get distracted. I put my airplane, I put my phone on airplane mode and my computer on do not disturb. And I tell Blaine, I'm checking back in in an hour. If somebody calls you from the school or if whatever, make sure you answer it. Or you can send me an email because I will still be able to get my emails because that's not a distraction for me. And I have that open if it's an absolute emergency. Okay. Here's the fifth one. I, <laughs> this one's fun and really scary. How are you going to get more done during your work block? You are going to outwardly commit to a finalized project or, um, like promotion or, launch of something or showing up for someone or something like you have to set a goal and you have to make it public. What does this even look like? So when I know that I have something that I really want to get done in my business, I will not only just be like, Oh yeah, I want to get it done, but I will like actually make a commitment. I will say, Hey, this thing's coming. I'll put it in my Facebook group. I will tell it to my husband. I'll tell it to my friends. I will tell people like this thing's coming and hold myself accountable. (laughs) Let me tell you, if you want to figure out a way to get more done during your work block, just start doing that. Like literally, it's like that thing, right? Where I always compare my, there's so many life lessons I learned from running half marathons. And if any of you have ever run long distance races, like, you know, as soon as you pay and register for that half marathon, you're like, oh, great. Now I got to start training. And you like have to start training because you have a race that you're going to do, you know, and you don't want to be ill-prepared. You don't want to lose out on the money and you totally want to save face. Like you're not just going to be some schmuck that's like, oh yeah, I'm going to run half marathon. And then you just either A, you don't go or B, like walk the whole thing, right? So that's kind of the exact same thing that I want you to do here. No, you're not going to pay someone, but people are going to be counting on you. So if you're running a Facebook group, if you have any kind of social media that you're running, I want you to say, hey, I'm doing this thing for, I don't know, let's just use Valentine's Day. Like, hey, I'm going to have this new thing available on Valentine's Day. I'm super excited. I can't wait to share it with you. You haven't even created it yet. I don't care. Start telling people what you're going to be doing because you know you want to get it done and light a fire underneath your bum. 
You have no one else is doing this for you. You you work from home, you make your own rules. Like somebody needs to do this for you. I do it to myself all the time. Like talk about a hack. Like this is straight up a hack, you guys. If you have nowhere to post this and and you just want to do this in like random places, come and do it inside of my Facebook group. If you're not inside the Facebook group already, you absolutely should be so much incredible community support. I do free coaching on your time blocking inside of there. It is epic. Awesome. Every single Monday, we have a planner audit post. If you're not doing the planner audit post, wow, (laughs) words today. If you're not doing the planner audit every single Monday, why? You should be. Get your time blocks, share them, post them. There's almost 500 women in that group and probably only 10 of you are posting your planners in there. And I know you're listening right now thinking, I've been wanting to do that. Do it. Go in there and post. Anyway, sidebar, let's just say you're inside the Facebook group. That is where you're going to come and you're going to post. You're going to say the the thing that you're doing and the date that you're going to have it done by. And that's going to be the new thing. That's going to be what you're going to be working towards you're going to set a deadline. You're going to tell your husband about it. You're going to put it in your Google calendar. You're going to write it in your paper planner. You're going to give yourself a hard, fast deadline to get something done. And other people are going to hold you accountable. Okay. So let's recap. First is I want you to have a workflow or a prioritized brain dump list to work off of. Two, I want you to create a sensory routine. Three, make sure that your work block is in the most conducive space to your peace of mind so that you can get into your creativity and actually produce more on a quicker time frame. Four, I want you to use airplane mode and do not disturb whenever you go into your work block. And five, I want you to create deadlines for yourself. Set goals and post it publicly somewhere. That is it. Those are my top five must try hacks to be able to get more done in your work block. If you found any of these helpful at all, please take a screenshot of this episode, share it in your stories, and then come over and tell me which of the five are you going to try this week to be able to make your work block more effective. As always, it has been super fun hanging out with you from my bed and behind my mic. (laughs) And until next time, I will see you over inside the Facebook group. Hey, before you go... If today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.